You're listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play board games and then we talk about them. I'm Steven, your host, and tonight I was joined by John to play a couple of games of Biblios. Biblios was designed by Steve Finn in 2007 and was originally published as Scripts and Scribes through Dr. Finn's Games. It is currently published by Yellow. It was nominated twice for Golden Geek Awards for Best Card Game in 2008 and in 2009. At the time of this recording, Biblios has a 7.2 rating with 17,000 ratings on BoardGameGeek. It is currently ranked 410. It is a 2-4 player lightweight game that plays in about 30 minutes. So thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in-depth with Biblios. All right, so we're sitting down with Biblios, also known as Scripts and Scribes. Uh, this is a Steve Finn jaunt. Um, this this one I recall from a long time ago when we first started gaming, like early 2000s. This was just like a, a little, was it a print and play that you had or did you actually purchase it somewhere? I, no, I, it, I think Steve kind of self-published. I'm not sure if he had a little... Uh a small publishing company that he worked through if he put the pieces together himself but it was it was a it was a neat little package the art was good but not great but it kind of had its own feel to it so it it kind of cut its own space so so i liked it that way and i, I tend to like stuff that's a little more uh, a little more close to the edge so I, th- I thought it looked good yeah um so it's a real simple game um if i recall it's there it, it comes in two phases where the first phase is mm-hmm. It's essentially like a two-player draft. So you put out three cards, or four cards, I can't recall. We'll have to look at the rules. But then basically what you're doing is you're picking one, your opponent picks one, one goes into the middle, and the other one gets discarded. Is that how you recall it happening? Or or does the person who pulls the cards assign them as they see fit? I don't recall. Yeah, so there's a, there's a bit of drafting in the first phase. And yeah. then in the second phase... You, with the cards that you drafted, essentially you try to get some money, money cards. You are then purchasing uh, the cards that weren't drafted in the first phase to make sets, to build sets. Right. So what you're trying to do is, A, grab money so you can buy cards in the second phase. Mm -hmm. You're B, trying to create sets in your own hand in the beginning. Right. And then C, you're also trying to put cards into the auction in the second round knowing that you'll be able to buy them back right to try to to make your sets even bigger right and and on top of all of this there is a a a manipulatable marketplace mm-hmm. that makes some things more valuable and other things less and you kind of can everybody at the table can kind of change that marketplace around mm-hmm. as they see fit yeah so the so i have the LO version um, I mean, it's a nice package. It's got that really cool um, book-looking box with the magnet clasp and everything. It's also got a small board that basically has five spaces with five different colored dice. Um, I mean, you don't get to roll these dice. These dice are for marking the value of the sets that you collect. So in the beginning of the game, they all start at three. And as cards come up, you'll change one or two up up or down one or two spaces depending on what the card says thus increasing the value or decreasing the value of the different sets so i recall having a really good time with this one with you way back in the day yeah and i know i've played it a few times since then 
especially on this copy, but I don't know how many of those have been recorded, so I can't say for certain how many games we've played, but I imagine it's probably been like five or six over the last 10 years or so, probably more than that earlier on. Yeah, I, I remember playing it with my set a bunch. I'm not sure if I remember playing with this set, and I'm not sure how long you've had this, so um, so it may have been a while for me, but I, it's it's a game that I seem to remember always looking forward to coming back to whenever I get the opportunity. Yeah, this one is 2014. Oh, okay, so it's been out a while. Yeah, so this one's been out a bit. It's still pretty available. I know I've seen it in the, the game store here in town, so... Um, I know we've played a couple of games that uh, might be hard harder to find, mm-hmm. such as Primordial Soup and Thebes. Well, I think Thebes is pretty easy to find now, but um, By you. this one, if you if you if you enjoy the conversation that we have, this one should be easy for you to track down. Yeah, and not terribly expensive too. Yeah, I mean it's just a card game, and yep. it's a it's a really fun card game. So I think uh, we're going to go ahead and get this one a play, and we will report back when we are done. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start this off by saying the the brief rules explanation that I gave at the beginning. Uh, completely wrong. <laughs> it's been, what, 2017 since the last time we played yeah, this? So that's five what, years. Yeah, it's been a bit. Which is so, wrong. So, you know, things got a little dusty and whatever. But, uh, you know, as you said, it was wrong. We corrected that mistake because this is such a fantastic little game. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we knocked out two games and... Uh, it looks like about an hour. Yep. So half hour each. And, yep, including the post-game show. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, it's just such a great little game. Like, this guy, Steve Finn, just, like, really knocked it out of the park with just the simplicity of uh, just how this game comes together. I will do. I will denote, like, this is not a game. The rule book is a little wonky. Uh, you can't play as you go. You have to read the entire rule book because at the end of the rule book, it explains how the church <laughs> cards work. But you need to know that in the first part of the game. So we had gotten all the way to the second part. We were looking at the rules of the second part. And it's like, oh, hey, by the way, there are these cards you're going to get. And this is how you deal with them. And we did not deal with them in that way. So we had to kind of like on the fly kind of come up with a. Uh, we wiggled out of it. Yeah, I mean, we made it work, but uh, we had more information than we should have, and you know, it, whatever. It was. Fun. It works. It worked out fine. Yeah. Second game, we so, knew exactly what we were so doing. So we went through a learning game a second, I, maybe yeah. a third time. I mean, because we've been playing this since two thousand eight. So this is this here's a game that's been in our portfolio for like fourteen years, and you know, this is my argument for for not having B minus games on your shelf because mm-hmm. they get in the way of cute little games like this. You're yeah. sitting there trying the new Kickstarter that somebody put out that's, you know, about elephants getting dropped out of airplanes or who knows what. And, <laughs> and you're trying out those instead of pulling out a game like Biblios that just is a is going to be a good time every time you play it. You're better off having less games of higher quality. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of game that, and frankly, it'll fit in your glove box. It's the kind of game that you can just have with you all the time. I mean, you don't even need the box, honestly. And... You don't need the little board that comes with it. It's nice, but all yeah. you need is the deck of cards and the dice. Um, I mean, you could very easily fit this in a quiver and take it on the go with, you know, a couple other games. So, I mean, 
for people that have a quiver of games, this would be a very easy inclusion into the Yeah, quiver. this is this is a nice inclusion. Yeah, and this is a game when when the power goes out at your house and you're looking for something to do because kids can play this too. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not a game where you need to be a hardcore gamer. I yeah. mean, it's 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 and and it's it's a game where I, I don't want to say you can coach, but you you, you can. You can ha- um, um, heckle the other player while they're making their decisions mm-hmm. because you have enough of an insight into what's going on to to, to see. Uh, to, and to... you know what I really like about it is you get to make decisions for the other player as well, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's true. So I was talking about the draft, and that was where I was completely wrong. So essentially, what you're doing is you're taking one card off the top of you're taking one card off the deck at a time. You're looking at it as the active player. And you are deciding to either keep it for yourself, put it into the auction, or putting it into the public space. So in a two-player game, there is no public space per se. You're just handing it to the other player. Um, <laughs> in a multiplayer game, the public space, uh, in a we'll say a four-player game, there'll be three cards in the public space. Then the player to your left gets to pick one, the next player, and, to, and then the right. player on your right gets the last card. So there's a little bit of draft that way. But in a two-player game, it's really cool because it's like, this is your card. You get to deal <laughs> with it. Darts, kiddo. Here's your garbage. <laughs> you know, happy birthday. Yeah, here's your garbage. <laughs> On the flip side, if it's that third card and you're me with my bad luck, it's like, oh, I just handed you the game. Congratulations. Right. And then you're looking for the church cards to devalue that big card that you just gave, you just passed to the next player. So, so what's I mean, it's curious that this is a pretty doggone small game, but it manages to work about five or six different pieces. There's mm-hmm. that push your luck element into you, you're doing a card draft, but you get to decide all the draft on your own, which mm-hmm. sometimes feels wonderful, and sometimes you just feel like you stuck a knife in your eye because you just made an <laughs> awful decision. But that, but then on top of it, there's an auction mechanic that kind of pulls things together, and there's well, you can run out of money and get money back halfway through the auction. So there's all these crazy things. There's there's all these push your luck elements in it that keep keep you on your toes the entire time and mm. you never you know as short a game as it is you know if if, if you end up kind of self-destructing it's no big deal because you just rack it up it's a game and, and i looked I, my logged plays every single time i've sat down to this game i've played more than one game mm-hmm. because you just you know at the it's, end you lose by one point you say set it back up we're not done <laughs> we're going again it's so easy just to play a set of yeah. these and you know, best two out of three, or you know, that's that's probably the way to play it. But we only play twice because, you know, we've got something else that we were looking at to play tonight, and um, you know, we wanted to record the episode. So, um, you know, it's it's the same principle that you were talking about how having good quality games in your collection sometimes is more valuable than having the newest, biggest Kickstarter. And it's the same principle that I kind of mentioned in the Acquire episode, like. It's really good to have these really short, simple games that you can kind of decompress on, but not um, but not so simple that they're mindless activities. So as I was mentioning in the episode on Acquire, it's really cool to have, you know, these less complicated but still kind of complex and brain burnery games in your collection because you need that decompression sometimes, like... This is a rule book that could literally be printed in a decent sized font on one sheet of eight and yep. a half by eleven. Yeah. And you know, you got the Kickstarter monstrosities that have, you know, 
40 page rule books with a 30 page appendix and then like a 10 page reference document and, and rules on 104 cards that for some reason seems to be important that in order just bigger is not necessarily better and something like this is just such a great example of how you can do something smaller and do something better and you could mm-hmm. you could run a tournament you could you could bring this to a game night where you've got six or eight people showing up if you had two copies of this, you could run a tournament you could play everybody could play 10 or 12 games you could do it like a ladder or whatever you'd be done in a night and mm-hmm. you'd all have a great time and you'd all have stories to talk about yeah absolutely and i mean just i know the the scripts and scribes version you know it was self-published it was kind of like on a shoestring budget but this 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 elo version is so beautiful like the dice are big and chunky they've got really good color yeah, they match color. the cards and just the overall presentation, the art on the cards, just the way the information's presented to you, it's just such a great package. I think everybody mm-hmm. should try this one. At, at yeah, and, and I'm I'm a big fan of having the original copies because I kind of feel special doing it. Mm-hmm. But this is this is clearly a better package. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is this is a much the, the art is better. You're right. The colors on the dice, you just have to take a photograph because they're these deep, rich colors. Mm-hmm. It's just it's really, Iello just knocked it out of the park from the packaging perspective. I think they did a great job too. Yeah. All right, so I think we've exhausted everything there is to say about Biblios. It's, I mean, it's a fantastic package. It's a fantastic game. And I think that, I think it's time that we, you know, we give our our, our rating for it. So, you know, we use the Board Game Geek 1 to 10 rating method. You know, say what you will, it's the one that we're going to use just because it's the one that most people use. So, John, looking at this package of Biblios, the two games that we played tonight, the the games that we've played in our history as as gamers together, taking all that into account, how would you, 1 to 10, rate Biblios? I think uh, it is definitely a strong 7. In fact, to a certain extent, I kind of kick myself for not getting this game out more. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a kind of game that we need to be pulling out once every three months just to get a quick game in here here or there um, a great game to introduce to other people it's just a it's it's just a great play it's an, it's an easy seven for me yeah and this one could be one of those that you keep close to the table so that when you know there are two three people at the table and you're waiting for say Sam to show up you can pull this out throw a game together and Sam can watch you score as he walks in the door I mean it's it's I wouldn't call it filler material, but it's short enough that you can it can fit in that filler space. And I say that it's not a filler because there are a lot of meaningful decisions. There's, that there's you're a, it's, it's engaging it's, enough. It's, it's a yeah. chunky game. I mean, it's got some. It's got some. I hate to say it, but it's got some girth to it. it yeah, and and you know some some games kind of get out of your way, and you're talking about this or that, and you're complaining about work, or you're talking about where you're going on the weekend. This game has enough presence that it's it is it's it's what the topic of conversation is when you're playing the game Mm -hmm. you're talking about the game because there's enough there yeah so all that to say on on the one to ten on board game geek i i i mean this is as seven as a seven can get this is such a great game um like i said before i think everybody should try this one at least once nope 
everybody should try this at least twice. That's right, because you're going to play <laughs> you're twice. You're going to play it two times. Fair, fair warning. Yeah. If you pull it out to play once, you're going to play twice. Yeah. All right, so that is Biblios by Steve Finn. Uh, thank you for joining our conversation. We look forward to hearing from you soon. John and I thank you for joining us in conversation about Biblios. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a guild on BoardGameGeek. We look forward to hearing from you.